0: It's the Puppet Parent Podcast. In this episode, Z and I will talk about puppet companies retiring due to COVID, a the perfect show intro speech, and the 2020 election results. It's all coming up next on the Puppet Parent Podcast. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Puppet Parent Podcast.
1: We're puppeteers, we're parents, and we have a podcast. My name is Z.
0: My name is Chad.
1: And uh, we own the company Wonder Spark Puppets, That's and right. uh, we've been performing puppets together as a married couple for ten years. Mm-hmm. And we have two kids, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, both boys.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've we, we we like we performed together. You were my puppet mentor for like solid three years, uh-huh. solid three, and then we and, and then we had kids. Yes. And then I started performing with somebody else who who uh, took over your role uh for the first three months of your maternity leave and then that mm-hmm. turned into five years
1: well no i came back for a bit after leave
0: Did, after we had oh, our seven year old that, that's true but I, then I that once back.
1: we had two kids then yes. i was like peace out man Yeah. so um, for, for the
0: past five years uh not counting the summer because was no work um i have been performing uh puppet shows with somebody else and in the middle of that uh i decided you know what I can do this alone (laughs) I'm gonna go solo on a couple of these shows that I usually on one show that we usually did uh, double yeah on one show our show princess petunia uh, where there needs to be multiple like at least more than two characters up at once yeah, like that show will always be two people, always, always, always. Yeah,
1: that makes it special.
0: Yeah, exactly. So before but we anyway, get into... just
1: I, I like to give a recap yes. for anybody who's tuning in for the first time. Mm-hmm. First-time listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us. Um, we have been doing these podcasts since the week of March 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually live in New York City and we have been there for almost 15 years now. Um And we live in Astoria, Queens. And then when the pandemic hit, we stayed in our apartment with our two kids, our very tiny two-bedroom apartment, um, for um, two and a half months. 80 80 days. Yeah. And then on June 1st, we decided, you know what, let's spend the summer in Western New York at Chad's parents' house. Um, They said yes. And so we moved out here and have been living with uh, my in-laws, his parents, since June 1st. September came around, we decided to stay um, because it just seemed like the right choice for lots of reasons, and here we are, November, still here, and... um I I don't know when we're coming back, but um, we're excited to um, be here in this space right now. And I should also tell you that uh, we were lucky enough to get a residency from Springville Center for the Arts. And we have had this ongoing residency where we've been able to broadcast from the space. We don't have our kids here running and telling us that they, you know, couldn't flush the toilet or who knows what else. And... um, it's just uh, nice no dog barking every single time there's somebody in the driveway yes so you guys can enjoy your podcast and we can enjoy you know a moment with all of you once a week so we record these podcasts every sunday at 3 p.m eastern standard time and you're welcome to say hello in the chat yay just Easily... like marika did hello marika <laughs> we have so many good things to celebrate this week
0: so yes. befo- before we talk about
1: Okay. The, uh, what do you the, have the, to the, say? The donkey
0: in the room. The blue donkey. In the, the blue the donkey. Uh-huh. I, so I was just reading the the most recent. If you guys uh, are not yet uh, either members of, P of A, the Puppeters of America, or UNOA USA, which is the international wing of the international organization, uh, you should because you it's basically they're basically magazine companies uh, and they and we get quarterly magazines and look at this beautiful beautiful issue of the Puppet Journal, which is... Puppetry the Journal. Puppet the Puppetry Journal, Journal, excuse me, uh, which is the, the P of A's, the Puppeteers of America's amazing magazine with all these incredible full
1: color full color
0: wow and it's it's (laughs) worth the very low price of admission by the way if you are a member of either those organizations whichever is cheaper at this point you can (laughs) apply to get 500 bucks there's a grant for puppeteers Uh, that's still ongoing yeah uh that if you are a member of either those organizations that's the only thing you have to prove if you lost work during the pandemic and you are a member yeah shout out to all the other Unamas in the world i'm a board member of unama usa full disclosure uh you can get 500 bucks 500 united states dollars to help
1: you get through the pandemic yes it's um direct relief fund for puppeteers and um, yeah, so you should you should think about about that if you are in need, and if you are not in need and want to donate to that, there have been so many companies um, who have benefited uh, from from those funds. Exactly, so.
0: and so I, I say this because uh, because I care about you guys, because I care about all the puppeteers in America and there are so many of our friends uh, who, like us, scrambled and changed and figured out and hustled uh, so we could survive. Not everybody made it through, as in uh, some puppeteers did actually die. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Bernice.
1: Well, that's the only one I can think of offhand. And and,
0: and others, and family and friends, you know, like everybody has had Everyone somebody has in their lives. Everyone
1: has been affected in different ways. Uh,
0: some puppet companies uh, have not made it through, as in like they have decided to retire. There's a great article called a retired shelter from the storm uh, by by steve abrams who's the editor uh and i just want to give a shout out because it it feels like before we talk about like the exciting things that are happening in our country right now i just want to uh say like these are the companies that have just decided you know what, because of the lack of work because it's not going to be safe for audiences to go see theaters or want to come see live theater for a long time uh you know peace out we're done we're thinking about retiring anyway. A lot of them.
1: It's amazing because to me, I, I think to myself, oh, I don't know if we'll ever retire, but I guess there is a point where you realize that you—it's time. But I, yeah, but we're, I, we're
0: only we're only forty and forty-one. We're we're young, so we're in the port of, point of our lives <laughs> where we're old enough to know that we are young.
1: I'm sure I'll watch this back someday. Maybe <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'll never watch it and yeah. uh, be like, oh, what you didn't know.
0: <laughs> We're super young yeah. and super not sick. Uh, so the Denver Puppet Theater gone after after twenty eight years.
1: Wow, I didn't realize that they had closed shop. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, and let's see. I mean, we knew because they told us in advance. But Jamie and Bonnie are dear friends
1: from Crabgrass uh, from Puppet, Puppet Theater. Crabgrass Puppet in Theater in Vermont. Yeah. They had
0: already kind of uh, in the fall of twenty nineteen they had announced that jamie was finally stopping bonnie had stopped a few years prior mm-hmm. i think life on the road or or, or something or she you know she, just she's wanted... just ready for another facet or like another path in life mm-hmm. 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 she started making a lot more things mm-hmm. she started ne- needle felting mm-hmm. and wet needle felting or wet yeah, wet, wet felting, wet felting yeah, yeah which is it's its, its own, own thing it's extreme
1: you need space for it, that's why I haven't done it. You really need a good space, and um, I don't have that
0: yeah. in my life. I took one, I took one workshop, uh, and at the beginning of the workshop, uh, my dear friend who was who was teaching the workshop said, "This will you, you'll either be really excited to continue at the end of this, or decide this is not for you. And I was definitely, this is not for me. At the end, I was like, I did not. The thing we were supposed to make did not turn out well. It was really hard and complicated, and takes a lot of tools, which costs a lot of money. You know, like everything yeah. about it, I was just like, ah, that, that, I'm just just not that. Kind That's of how person. I feel
1: about wet felting, but I do, I do not feel that way about regular needle felting. Right. Yeah.
0: You poke, poke, poke while you listen to a pod, pod, podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So crab, brain. crabgrass puppet theater. You guys mm-hmm. were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were like Inspira- one of the
1: inspiration for us married couple mm-hmm. doing it. You yeah. know and performing at different places we would go and see their shows and like take notes mm-hmm. of like oh How did they do that? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's how they I remember I remember we um, We were inspired by the way that they ended their shows to say all right, boys and girls, we're so glad that you enjoyed the show. Now make sure that you listen to your adults that you came with to know what to do next, you know, yes, or something like that. They yes. always had a really great finisher that, that then led it off to the teachers because they were performing when we saw them at uh, Queens Theater in uh, Corona Park. Yes, And um, it's a very, very big venue. So lots of schools and school buses and stuff. and uh, Hundreds and hundreds right. of kids. And we both looked at each other after they said that and we're like,
0: oh, we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mental note for later. <laughs> I'm it, it, sure it's it even clear. in the book,
1: you know, the, the journal from back then of, <laughs> of us writing things down.
0: It, it, it was clear that they had performed for a billion schools and they were pros and and they're... Their words, like the, the words that they say were just so down and their shows were super strong. Jamie's awesome performer, same with Bonnie, great voices. And they did, and and th- this is back in the era where you could do folktales from different cultures, I think. It, like it was still uh, in greater uh, American society, still acceptable for white puppeteers to pull from like different countries. Right now it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of iffy it's kind of like it's this interesting topic that we're all talking about uh, because the power of puppetry is that you can you could perform anything right like you can perform somebody who's a different gender different race you know like a monster a carrot doesn't, doesn't matter how does that affect the general perception especially in voice acting that a white actor cannot portray a character of color anymore like in so many um, I think, like leading up to the pandemic, so many celebrities, celebrities or more well-known voice actors, were openly quitting from their long-time voice acting jobs. The Simpsons being the most, uh, being being high the, profile. yeah high-profile one, mm-hmm. where they were volunteering. They, they'd stop fighting what everybody was telling them for a long time and just said like, you know what? All right, I'm just stepping down from this role. Do we want those roles to continue? I think is what the fans are debating to this day. So we but, wanted to
1: give a nod to people who had yeah retired. Some
0: some people that mm-hmm. I didn't even know like Bob Conrad.
1: Mm-hmm. He was a longtime P of A member and mm-hmm. you know very a
0: real, Really old Really old picture of him, which is, you know, like <laughs> you can tell some of these are like glamour shots from the '80s. Uh, Bob Flanagan, who was a designer and puppet builder, mm. uh, and and like did all kinds of things on Broadway, like Beowulf and mm. the, and Emperor Jones and the Banished Children of Eve. It's all mm-hmm. here in this wonderful article. But uh, Conrad Bishop and Elizabeth Fuller, no, no more independent eye.
1: Oh wow! I didn't realize that they had retired. Yep
0: they wow. they said after they 46 years they have some years, amazing
1: books and I actually got to see them perform in someone's apartment in the upper west side ooh. they did a little show and I felt so lucky to get <laughs> to see them it felt it was so reminiscent of what I thought um and I might be totally off cuz I never got to see him actually perform but the the uh, the founder of the Living Theater oh my gosh I can't remember his name but he was very um uh, eccentric and uh, interesting and like just I- I've heard just amazing to watch on stage if you know where you would have seen him is in Poltergeist 2 Uh that spooky boogaloo or is it poltergeist no poltergeist 2 he's the guy who comes up to the house and is like you're all gonna die in there oh wow! and um and he's actually dying of cancer while he's playing that role so that's but he 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 loved acting and i can't think of his name if anybody remembers his name so
0: the creepy old guy from but anyway but anyway he was a
1: brilliant actor and he he did a lot of really innovative like Boundary challenging things Mm -hmm. and I always thought of Conrad Bishop and Elizabeth as being like kind of like puppetry's um, uh, Version of that in a Uh sense Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, Now I have to remember his name But anyway, it doesn't it it, what it was really important is Conrad and Elizabeth and um, you should read their books because they have written books about their time uh, Starting the puppet theater Mm -hmm. and on the road Mm -hmm. and everything and it's amazing really amazing life
0: yeah it's amazing uh and susan vandaway vandaweeg vandaway vandaway born in jersey but she's uh but like all these people who have retired from puppetry like always they're always up to something else mm-hmm. says she's uh she's managing a private retreat called the sassy goose Oh. Uh, but the big like the biggest thing to me was uh, puppets to go Gone, no more Bob and Elise. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob Nathanson and Elise Handelman, who I I feel I feel like they took us out to dinner early on when we first went (laughs) when we first came to New York City and started performing together. Uh, It was almost like an heir apparent kind of a deal. Uh, Eventually, when we started doing like the live the same libraries where they used to do they used to perform in New York City, they were just a Bob was just a New York City. like just uh like he, he was uh, not, not a standby but like like you could always see his shows in schools and libraries and stuff in the greater new york metropolitan area what's his name
1: julian beck
0: ah thank I, you
1: yeah is the, like actually as i was hitting the go i, I, I it came to me but then i didn't trust myself so <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me check that. But yeah,
0: Bob Bob Nathanson doing very silly hand puppet shows, uh, Jewish puppeteers, you know, who I'm sure had some Jewish shows that, you know, like I I would just like to see, you know, like it's it's my dream to someday have like a Jewish puppetry festival just putting out there into the world because I want to see everybody else's Jewish shows because you only perform them in temples or in synagogues or at private parties, you know, or like the three-year-old haircutting ceremony and stuff like that. Uh, So I want to see each other's work specifically for that audience. It's so special. Yeah, Yeah. you know,
1: same Yeah, And, and there are some rabbis who do puppetry and so I would love to like talk with them and have you know some symposiums about like how puppetry can be you know such a positive tool when teaching the Torah and the Talmud and you know speaking with uh, kids but then also like giving um, the adults who are the teachers of these things a new way to uh, relive the texts mm-hmm. I think it's just so so cool
0: yeah 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 so so Jewish puppeteers of the world come at us Come on, let's collaborate let's talk about our, our, our work right and the differences between like Israeli Jews putting on like serious theater, <laughs> and American Jews uh, putting on stuff that that feels needed in Jewish communities here is like it's a huge world of difference, right? And then actually, there is a great there is a great feature story not to point this anymore about about what's her name, uh, Islet Golan oh mm-hmm uh who is an israeli puppeteer anyway wow. Wow. just want to give a quick shout out to those who have not died but have retired because this is like a good a good like okay like it's not coming back puppet theater for a while so it feels like okay this is our time to to bow out
1: oh yeah bob's book um diary of a doll wiggler is super fun oh. he he's a really funny author and you're really going to enjoy reading that yeah. And then, may I recommend where to buy it, where the artists get more of the money? So I would go to the Independent Eyes Theater, Independent Eye Theater's website directly and see where they're recommending that you buy their books from because um, Conrad and Elizabeth's books are I, – I have one of them. I think it's the mo- most recent one that they uh, uh, published, just about their early um, career, how they met and then how they decided to be making theater and then i think that you'll see like what i mean about the julian if you're a theater nerd a little bit and you know who (laughs) julian beck is then that might like evoke a little bit more of like an understanding of like the kind of work that they were doing like they were i mean just the fact that i got to see them in new york city but not in a theater i saw them in somebody's apartment um because they just believed in telling stories and telling them wherever they got a chance to tell them. And it was mm-hmm. just so cool. So anyway, I'm oh I'm like happy sad for them because I, I was excited to see more of their stuff, but they're in California. So yeah. the one time that they were in New York City, I was like, I'm coming.
0: <laughs> but it's like but that's that's the deal I mean I, I feel like we always felt that way about puppet theater uh, that like, hey, remember this one puppeteer who was big in the 90s? Oh, yeah, they're performing a show. We have to see it, you know, because...
1: (laughs) Was that me saying that to you? (laughs) Yes,
0: always, always dragging me to some hole in the wall, being like, we got to do it because you never... Because with theater, especially, you know, like actors and puppeteers, Mm -hmm. and and you never know when somebody's going to surprise retire or just like, hey, money wasn't good. I'm just going to teach for 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> or something like that like people always talk about oh, yeah back in the heyday You know you never know when when the when the good days are gone until they're gone gone So you got to make sure and see everything as much as you can
1: I I agree with Ryobina in the chat um, that uh, Code Canada puppets lumen codes um, press where he um, Uh, Prints puppetry books and then also distributes them is an excellent resource for really high quality puppetry books If you are building a marionette, I immediately recommend the marionette source book that book and I believe that's written by Lumen Mm -hmm. but it's it's a great starter for just really basic um, ideas of like joints and stuff. There's so many good books. You know, we should put a link in the chat. Rio, Bina, can you put a link in the chat so that people will... <laughs> Here, I got it. Know? I got oh, it. No, going to do it. Okay, great. So what's it? Uh... Code Canada Puppets um, Press, something like that. Okay. So. Um,
0: Code Canada Puppets. Charlemagne
1: Press. Yes, that's it. That's press. it. That's it. Go. Charlemagne Thank press. press. Thank you. Um, Code Canada puppets was the name of his puppetry company that he had with his wife. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah Yeah, his wife Arlen and him um, worked together for a long time and then Arlen Mm -hmm. passed away and now there's the Arlen Award and I'm uh, My my chair rolled away. I don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I would say one of one of my favorite stories in that diary of a dolly wiggler by Bob Nathanson Which is funny because it's kind of like a a memoir, but also kind of like a joke book. of like his his uh, best moments Uh, which I feel like every puppeteer has these moments now that I've experienced 10 10 years of them. Uh, One of his best things is he's doing a school show and it's in a very echoey gymnasium or cafeteria, one of the two, or a gymatorium. And he knows it's going to be echoey. So any noise that the audience makes is going to be amplified. And so he tells the principal, hey, when you turn off the lights for this show, can you fade it down, please? Because if you just turn it off, these kids are going to freak. They're, no no they're, they're, they're gonna freak out ah! so uh so so he's like no don't worry about it i got it he tells him like a couple times he's like awesome got it and then uh the principal has a microphone and introduces him and now bob nathanson in uh what it was like the the the, the frog prince the ladies and, and gentlemen frog, yeah, yeah thank you and then click turns off the lights and he said that the noise that the audience made was so loud it it hurt his ears (laughs) and it rattled him and he said the only thing he compared to was like an airliner take like a jet taking off because it was so extremely loud and i think about that all the time uh when we do like the intro to our show and that is why uh no matter what I always have a pre-show speech, and it's me, not somebody else, and I'm out there, and we count, and the audience counts down from 10 to 1, and during that time, if we can fade, I always tell the stage people, if you could fade the lights from, and when we're counting down from 10 to 1, that would be nice, if we're in a theater, Uh, otherwise, when we get to 1, I tell them in advance, Now I'm like, when we get to 1, I'm going to turn off the lights, and we're going to start the show, so they're prepped. As a parent, prepping the kids for things is so important. Uh, but I'm always just like, maybe it's the puppeteer's credo of like, you do everything yourself. But we're in these different situations all the time where it's just easier uh, because we have the experience mm-hmm. to just be like, I'm just going to handle it. And that's, can I I, that's okay.
1: Can I tell you that? Um, so the intro to our own show thing, mm-hmm. you know who that is from?
0: Uh, yes, but go ahead and tell everyone Paul Zaloum. Really? Paul's Loom.
1: Yes. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. No, no. The Counting Down is from Anna Sobel and her company, Talking Hands uh, Theater, mm-hmm. which um, I worked at for a year before um, she left to go on a silent retreat uh, in another country. And then we started our own puppet theater. Um, but um, prior to that, I had worked with Paul's Loom at the summer of 2003, which is a very influential summer. And Um, I developed this piece uh, that was like a dark comedy piece about um, going to the dentist. And um, he he imparted a lot of things during that week. It was at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Conference, um, the puppetry conference at the National Puppetry Conference (laughs) at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was working with Paul, he had a lot of really great things that I just took and put in my pocket. And Mm -hmm. one of those things was introduce yourself and I was like yes I will (laughs) <laughs> and so, and especially for that show about going to the dentist, I always self-introduced the show because people would be like, well, we're going to introduce you. And I'll be like, that's nice, but I'm still going to introduce myself. Yeah. Because then you set the tone and then people will also know because that show was a comedy, but it's sometimes tricky to know like, when is it okay to laugh? Is it okay to laugh? Is this supposed to be funny? I don't know. I don't want to be the only person laughing. Right. So the way that I set the tone of it, always let people know it's okay to laugh because this. Is supposed to be funny. Um, whereas that's smart,
0: but what we did, um, the tech the text for our actual intro here here, i'm going to give you the actual intro to any of our shows but i just want to i just want to
1: say that so then that carried over to our children's shows where i always felt like again you're setting the tone for the room and you're giving expectations for the kids of like what you expect to have happen and what they expect to have happen they want to have a really fun time you do too but there's (laughs) certain things that have to happen And then The Countdown I always thought was brilliant from Anna Sobel. And she actually gave me a whole um, uh, little uh, monologue once. I don't know how to say it, but, like, Mm -hmm. she told me her – her spiel her spiel about counting and how countdowns are so you can count up or you can count down but number increase and number decrease is like really um important Mm -hmm. and it can be important for lots of different things and then i started thinking a lot about that and uh, (laughs) (laughs) like i still count down sometimes to do things i don't want to do like get out of bed and stuff you know yeah yeah in my brain do that.
0: <laughs> See, she went to India on a sobol and came back and imparted this knowledge. This was before. This, oh, this wow. was
1: before. She was already doing amazing stuff with playing tabla and, you know, like She'd already been in India, then she went away again. Yeah, so. no,
0: no, I'm saying she she was a Fulbright uh, yes, specialist. she was. And went over in like 2003, Yeah. like that so early on.
1: So what were you going to say about so, our intro speech?
0: Our intro speech. We have all
1: these people to tag now that we're <laughs> saying all these nice things about.
0: <laughs> all these people helped us. You know, when people talk about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and self-made man and all that, it's all fibs. It's all a myth. It's all a lie. Everybody helps each other and the cobblestones that you step on on your path to where you are now or where you're going to be is like the is laid out by other people the people who have helped you on the way you know nobody can make it on themselves If people uh, like all these ultra rich billionaires it's like how did you start well I'm a self-made man that worked really hard and I had a hundred million dollar loan from my dad and you know like things like that so we want to thank everybody who helped us along the way we and and I just want to preface this by saying in the puppetry community it is wholeheartedly encouraged because everyone is kind of regional to, um, to take inspiration from other people's bits.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I- I or, it... or like how they did mechanisms or yes. like how they made things like certain effects work. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not okay to steal somebody's bit outright, right? Uh, th- there's this unofficial system of asking. Uh, but everyone is so open with sharing, mm-hmm. generally speaking, mm-hmm. that it is totally fine to be like, wow, that sneezing gag was great. I'm just gonna lift that and you know use that in like one tiny part of my show. Well, no- nobody makes like it's a- It's not
1: like so specific, it's more or less like sneezing. Who would have thought <laughs> sneezing? And yes. then you remember that, and then when you're trying to think of something, it's like, you know what? I saw somebody do something really funny with sneezing. Can we try sneezing? right like that's kind of how it comes about more so well
0: well, and it's kind of like there's no original ideas Mm -hmm. kind of a thing Mm -hmm. where like all right well you lift you took something great from this one part of this one show and then remixed it into yours right but where did that person get it and where did the person they got it from get theirs and like it goes back into physical comedy Or like opera like there's so many different places where like inspiration from previous artists from you know years or decades or hundreds of years ago have just continued to pervade and there's the old axiom if if it ain't broke don't fix it right so there's all the things that kids will find funny in our in our little corner of the business so everybody uses the same kind of gags right yeah so here is our intro speech,
1: Okay. <laughs> that we heart
0: wholeheart- that I wholeheartedly lifted from one performance of the what's that puppet theater in Brooklyn, the, the puppet. Uh- the Marionette uh, Company. Puppet was, Works. Yeah, Puppet Works. Thank you. So we
1: were inspired by Puppet Works and Anna Sobel's Talking Hands Theater and probably Crabgrass Puppet Theater.
0: It was uh, it was specifically from one performance that I saw <laughs> of Puppet Works and it was the fastest intro they'd ever done because we've seen many shows there and sometimes their intro can last ten minutes. Uh, oh yeah, sometimes one, they do
1: have very long intros. Yes, because yeah. one
0: time uh, the first person we ever took uh, to to take on your roles, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said oh just do your spiel from the from the marionette theater that you that you could still work at. And she's like got it and I was thinking oh yeah the really awesome can super concise one that they did in one minute flat and she did the 10-minute version
1: oh I do remember that Jamie Moore <laughs> yeah, yeah Jamie
0: Moore she did the 10-minute version and but it was it was a really hard venue our Mike our, our speaker could not reach everyone there's 300 kids everything oh. about it was terrible so anyway so challenging one so it We took a great intro speech one person did one time, and we made it our own and refined it over the years. And here it is. Ready? I'm ready. How's it going, everyone? (laughs) My name is Chad. I'm a puppeteer. I do puppet shows. Who here has seen a puppet show before? Raise your hand. You've seen a puppet show before? Excellent. So, (laughs) a lot of you guys have the moms and dads I see. So you probably remember how to be a good audience, right? There's two rules we have to follow for being a good audience member. Rule number one. Is you have to stay seated at all times and and on zoom now that we're in the streaming world say give me a thumbs up if you can do that awesome great job all right rule number two for being a great audience member is during the show you have to be what and I'm if you're listening I'm putting my finger over my mouth right now that's right quiet so you can and I'm cupping my ears right now podcast listeners yes so you can hear everything that's happening on stage but feel free to laugh clap and have a good time this is a very very silly show so get ready to laugh a lot and that bit is straight from the puppet show place theater thank you so much roxy and then i have a
1: line that i don't even know if you still have it nope you cut cut it it out i always and i but i haven't performed as much as you have but i always say we just ask that when you're done laughing you reel it in and get quiet again so that you and your neighbors can hear everything that's happening on stage yeah i
0: cut i cut that fat a couple years ago because you want your intro short to your intro to be short and sweet right what do we want kids to do stay seated and be quiet and we know that they're going to we want them to interact with us, right? If we have control over the audience, like if they're focused, then I don't have to worry about them continuing to talk. And hopefully, hopefully the adults with them will be like, shh, you know, they be quiet. That's true, that's true. Uh, So after that, then I talk a little bit about the show and then we go straight into a countdown from 10 all the way down to one. I give myself 10 Mm -hmm. seconds. And while
1: he's counting, he's walking back behind the stage, or I'm walking sometimes. I still perform sometimes. And as the kids get older, I I intend to perform more again, so.
0: So 10 10 seconds with the audience counting down to walk around the booth, go into the booth, get your music queued up, put your hand into a puppet, and then get ready to turn on the lights, or or even just, just hold, as soon as we hit the one, turn on the lights in the show, put your hand in the puppet, press play, and it's go time, and now you're on autopilot. And I can't wait, I can't wait to be in front of a live crowd again because interacting with a puppet, with the audience there, uh, knowing how much to do, how much, is or when to stop interacting with them and move on and stuff is, uh, I don't wanna say it's an art, but it's definitely a lot of fun. You miss it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Uh, I keep the audience on Zoom muted because you cannot control them. Uh, I think I talked about this or a couple of ago. You can't yes. control their
1: environment either. Like maybe some adults are having a conversation that doesn't seem so loud to you, like who who's in the room with them, mm-hmm. but uh, over the computer it actually is quite loud. Yeah. So things like that.
0: Yeah, and if, if, if you don't have control over Zoom or over StreamYard or something, uh, whoever's making the most noise... <laughs> it's like anarchy whoever gets the has the most noise they get spotlighted right unless yeah. you were spotlighted completely so you don't want any of that so we just keep everybody muted mm-hmm. uh but that's that's the intro to our show it's like it's short it's sweet it gives it sets the tone right because i'm up there you know like doing things with my hands and like pantoing a little bit and i don't i mean you, you've told me you, you've told me over the years that i was a little too much like the wiggles So, I've tried to be a (laughs) little bit more real. It was
1: too much children's theater for me, but (laughs) it got to that point, so we had to reel it back a little bit. Yeah, you know, I
0: was trying different things. I used to slick my hair back, too.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we all change a little. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of change (laughs) and setting the tone, (laughs) guess what happened, you guys? You guys? Biden won! Biden won! I cannot tell you how much, it, like I miss being in New York City this during all of this. Like, I, I mean, I just miss, I, I, I was so appreciative of every single person who posted a video of them leaning out their window or going to the streets and just showing us what was happening in New York City because I so badly wanted to be there with everyone. You know, when Barack Obama won the first time, um, we were in Harlem at our friend Brett's house and we were watching The Daily Show and Jon Stewart told us, he said, you know, Barack Obama will be the next president. And I was like, yes! And I put my (laughs) shoes on everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the streets! And and I'm like running down the fourth floor walk up and (laughs) Chad (laughs) and all of our friends are like, like... running Uh, after us like what are you doing and every single person I saw I'm like high five and we did it we did it and then we went down to Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard at the square there and there was an amazing gathering and we all gathered and so when Joe Biden it was officially declared that he had won by all the major news outlets oh my god it was just like (laughs) I, I mean, I screamed. I screamed in the little house uh, in Western New York where we've been staying. Chad's parents are like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, he won. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. He won! He won! And I, and I just, I just went outside and started screaming because I I just needed to do it, you know? And I was crying and I, I mean, it's just, you don't know. I mean, it felt like the end of the war. You know, and then there's still a lot to do and COVID is still here. And there's, you know, oh, my God, he's still going to be here until January 20th. And please just put a muzzle on that guy. But, you know, like, we can do it. Like, we did it. And he won the popular vote by more than four million votes. And then I got to watch his um, acceptance speech last night with my boys, with our boys. And... (laughs) I'm just so riled Am I, up. Am I
0: one of the boys? Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: you are. And, and it was just so good. And to see Kamala Harris, the first female woman of color vice president in the house. What is up? Yes. I just can't stop. Being excited about it, like I'll go maybe thirty minutes and not, and forget <laughs> for a second, and then I'll remember and feel so happy all over again. So I think I needed it. I know I know a lot of people. We all of, it. like. All, I mean, all, all these I, we all needed it, right? Like we all needed to to be reminded that democracy, that our democracy, is still works. That we we as a nation can say no to this that we are saying no to to thank all goodness. of
0: this. Thank thank goodness because it was like for, for four years we watched an administration with like a cabinet of like people who 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 wanted to dismantle those positions were in those positions and it was like the like us versus the world and kids in cages and like every possible horrible thing was happening and it felt like like a civil war was imminent and things were just going to get worse and worse and worse and all you could hear is this one person's voice right for for four years because it was all the media would ever cover it was awful and it was terrible and i'm thinking like man, like Americans look terrible right now. This guy is making us look like idiots, right? Because because a lot of people put him in and a lot of people still voted for him, which is just as bad. But I will
1: tell you, we are living in Trump country right now because we're in Western New York in a very small farm town. And, you know, we would see signs every single day on multiple houses, Trump, Trump, Trump flags, huge Trump signs. Today, they were almost all gone almost all gone. And I, I just also just felt this weight lifted of feeling again, like, Hey, they took down the sign. So for them, that means it's over too. That's right. You know, and that's also a great sign because, cause that means that, that they're ready to move on. Okay, good. And you know, the other thing that I was mentioning to you that I find extremely heartening is that there was a significant, group of people in our population who are Republicans, voted for Biden, and then voted Republican down the rest of the ticket. Mm -hmm. And I wanna say a big thank you to those people because you could have easily voted Republican all the way down, but instead, you thought about it and you decided, I, I, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative, I, these, are, these are the ways that I believe, but I don't believe in tyranny and I don't believe in people who are mean and unkind and horrible. You know, I don't want that person representing me, but I do believe in these value sets. So I'm gonna vote this way for, for Senate and the House and my local government, but for a president, I'm going to go with joe biden and i just want to say a big thank you to those people
0: thank you to everybody
1: but thank you to everybody you who know? voted but i feel like that that is crossing a line that is very hard for a lot of people to even mm-hmm. like consider that the other side might have something to say well, and i well, think that's a very big deal well
0: i feel like this president made it e- made it easier to see it as kind of black and white right like the projecting all the projecting they did all the evil things and terrible things that they did for the last four years uh, made it like the easiest vote the easiest uh vote i've ever done because for four years i was just like i just can't wait to cast my vote again you know so we can so we can get this guy out of here i put here. it
1: in our google calendar four years ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> i four, did four years four years ago yeah and 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 so and w- what's kind of like righteous or, or feels good on the inside because four years ago we felt so deflated and i know that a lot of people that voted a uh, Republican for president feel that same way, the disappointments, the feeling deflated, mm-hmm. feeling like how is it possible that, you know, the world, the future that I want is not going to happen. Uh, but it, I just feel like, thank for me personally, I feel like Thank goodness we have some consistency. We had eight years under an Obama presidency, an aberration that we will all remember and talk about as the, like the dark times where our government it was anarchy and they tried to dismantle everything and ruin everything. Um, and, and 250, probably by the end of this year, 1,000 Americans died uh, because of their incompetence. But then we went right back after one term to where we needed to be, like where we were before. You know, uh, I think like people are gonna be talking until January about the election and breaking down demographics and how this happened and you know like everything and the lawsuits will eventually be dismissed or settled or et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. but I'm eager to start any kind of positive work so that less Americans die a thousand Americans died yesterday, and it's just getting worse, and it's crazy that's. That a large segment of our population doesn't see the correlation between between um, the decisions that are being made at the very top and everybody suffering and dying. I know. So if you're out there and you did not vote dem- Democrat for for presidents, you know I get it, but please think twice in the future about about uh, how the even just like the attitude of the president or somebody at the top of like a management or a boss matters and affects everybody below them
1: well i think also it's very hard if the only news source that you get is a uh, highly conservative news because that is a very the it's like a to- two totally different planets you know, um, if you only listen to that, you would think that it's a, complete, a huge conspiracy theory. Everything was rigged and um, the election is a fraud. I mean, luckily Fox News is not um, reporting that, but um, they're actually reporting that Biden won. And, you know, I'm really thankful to them for being uh, in, in this moment, for, for being uh, journalists of integrity in this moment and saying the right thing and the truth. And the truth is that he won fair and square. And um,
0: the the, the one thing that you can't break in this country is the mass media, you know, um, even with the revolution of social media and how mass media has kind of shifted into online, uh, where the battle still rages and the conspiracy theories still rage on and people are still memeing and talking about how it's unfair, et cetera, et cetera. uh, The traditional mass medias of newspapers and uh, TV and those 24 hour uh, live TV channels have decided collectively actually he won and there's no conspiracy and there's no signs of electoral fraud and 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 you can't mess with that you know like for good or for bad mass media has decided actually this guy you know which is crazy because for four years that's all for your but it's math mass media can decide one way or another and they decided to to go and they decided
1: to angle it on the angle of truth and by the way uncle tom i did not want to miss this game they were doing so good (laughs) when we left so i'm glad to hear that they're still doing good because they were kicking butt
0: those bills were killing it. i hope that they maintain their their lead because they were looking really good in that first half i
1: know we always we we should if they make it to the playoffs will they still be playing at sunday at 1 p.m
0: Maybe we could have, like, an iPad right here where, where <laughs> we're playing the Bills the game. The sound silence. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if
1: that's fair for our listenership. But um, anyway, we're in Bills country. Uh, so it's important. The the Bills are important out here. And, you know, being out here, it's, like, cultural. you got to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just an amazing moment. And uh, I'm I'm excited to support the Biden Harris um, ticket, not just because we voted for them, but just going forward. And um, I have my, you know, personally sights set on uh, Georgia and the two Senate seats. And, you know, I'm hoping for a little bit of a, a miracle there that, because uh, they're going to have a runoff election for those two seats. And who knows? Who knows? But it, who knows?
0: But Georgia pulled through. I mean, it was extremely, it was extremely close. But a lot of people worked hard for four years. Stacey Abrams included. Stacey
1: Abrams l- was ahead of that team. You know, she she has been doing it for more than four years, over ten years. She's been working uh, tirelessly on behalf of the people. And yeah, big thank you to her and all the people who um, helped to get out the vote and to convince people that now is the time that you have to register to vote and then you have to show up to vote or mail in to vote. And I think that. The, the the concept of mailing in a ballot suddenly became so much more, like, it, it just, it, it's pervaded the consciousness of our country mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, oh, voting can be easy and it's something that I should do. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, the, the easier you make something, the more people are going to do it, right? We always talk about in design and website design, you got to make, you got to get your... Your, your audience to where you want them to go with as few clicks as possible. If they have to search for something, if they have to drive mm-hmm. somewhere in terms of voting or wait in a long line, it seems kind of hard. People that are gonna be on the fence are gonna be like, nah. So if you just fill out a form and mail it in like it, like it ain't no thing, then yeah, of course, so many more people are gonna vote out. Like if you could do it on the internet and they never will, uh, more pe- even more people mm-hmm. would do it.
1: And a huge thank you to um, the younger, generation uh who voted in this zoomies! election <laughs> I, I don't i didn't know that that's what they're called now no, the g- zoomers really. oh zoomers. zoomers
0: zoomies is this dog is, is slang for when dogs run around really fast and then oh. i really excited
1: funny <laughs> anyway <laughs> um i just feel like the young people um you Know kids who are in their who just turned 18, who are in their 20s, who are in their 30s, they are the ones who also showed up. So, a big thank you to them and to everybody who voted and realized how important this moment in history was. So, um, now we just have to get through till January 20th. Um, you know, stay safe because the pandemic continues to be worse and worse. Um, so many people are sick, and you know, could people continue to die, and um. There's that crazy thing with the minks in Denmark. I have, you guys haven't heard yeah, of it? Google yeah, yeah. that because that is like what. Well, but... if you want to be
0: scared, but it, but it's okay. Uh, well, the, 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 don't
1: but... worry, I'll be scared for everyone. Don't worry about Clearly. it. Clearly, never knew how I'd react in pandemic, but I am like the... so if... <laughs> searching <laughs> for all the fear. Where is the fear? <laughs> Here it is. Oh, I'm reading it. Maybe
0: you're I'm maybe it. you're addicted. <laughs> maybe if maybe after four years uh, of being in an, 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 an abusive relationship oh, with, with our the... own country, yeah. maybe that's gonna have long lasting effects and like long lasting trauma on us. Like how are we going to uh, react good or bad to anybody who uh, who reacts in like the same kind of way? Like, are we gonna punch the fascists down immediately in the future? Like, come on, like, are we all gonna have like gritty inside of us in our hearts? <laughs> or, or is it gonna be like, are we just gonna be uh, shell shocked for a while, those of us that survive? If you can hear me right now, if you were listening to us right now, Uh, you got to stay inside. you got to wear a mask and you have to not party and limit your contact with even family members because even in Europe and like all over the world, it's so much worse than it was in the springtime, which is crazy. But that's the reality that we're in right now. So you got to be vigilant. You got to stay safe because I I think, like I say this, Mm -hmm. every time I do a streaming workshop is like, You know all these theaters uh, and all these artists like you just have to survive this is about survival right now so if you can do everything possible to survive that's all you got to do until we all get vaccinated and then we can rebuild but right now it's like if it's really hard for people I feel like it's it's because maybe I'm an introvert or something but like staying away from people uh, ain't that bad you know maybe I'm just at the the point in my life where I'm just like I can just hide out for a while and stream from like you know a bedroom cool but if that's not you if it's really hard for you and you really need people in your life or you know need to be like uh so all i'm saying is is be safe because you need to make it you need to make it like this is this is a marathon we don't know where the finish line is but you need to hang in there until the very end okay because i want to hang out with you and I wanna party with all my friends. I don't know if I've told you this, but like I have a plan for all the people I'm gonna visit. <laughs> and, and I predict right now that the airlines that are hurting so bad right now, losing millions and billions of dollars, they're gonna have the best year that they've ever had in their entire run, <laughs> like better better than ever before. As soon as everybody gets vaccinated, everyone's gonna fly everywhere. <laughs> Tourism is gonna to be insane and everyone, whoever's in charge is gonna take credit for it, right? But, like, I can't wait to travel. I can't wait to see all of our friends. I can't wait to perform in front of people. But you have to stay safe because you don't want permanent lung damage. You don't want to die. You don't want your family to get sick. Anyway, rant over. Stay safe. (laughs) Yay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So stay safe. Uh, It's been a good week. Um, Biden won. And, uh, oh, 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 parenting stuff. We haven't really talked about parenting stuff at all, but just like, um, a little side, um, So uh, we're technically registered homeschoolers. Uh, My kids, our our kids go to a micro school in New York City that will eventually be an accredited private school. But for now, while they're still working on their accreditation, um, we are registered homeschoolers uh, with that little school. I mean, you could almost think of it like a co-op, except that they have a real building and there's real teachers. They're just not like in the system. Anyway, all that is to say is that our kids are doing remote learning through a teacher that um, works for that school right uh our youngest our five-year-old has some speech language stuff Um, he's had difficulties with his r's his whole life and um there there are a lot of other adults who are who have trouble understanding him we understand him just fine for the most part but even i sometimes have a difficult time understanding him if he's talking too fast um and so my mother-in-law, who is a kindergarten teacher for most of her life, has said a few times to me now, you know, he should really get some speech language if you're going to be staying out here for long enough because he's in kindergarten. And if we can, you know, help him now, it'll really help him later. So, uh, so this week, this last week, I, um, we were really working on trying to find somebody to give him some speech language lessons, um, a speech language therapist. I'll tell you, I thought that being registered as homeschooler would make it easier in some ways because we didn't have to get an evaluation or jump through hoops or be recommended or anything, but actually, it made it that much harder because because we weren't in the school system, They could nobody could automatically offer us services. And it was very easy for a lot of people to say no. And then I found one person and it feels like kismet and we're gonna, She's she is um, retired, but um, she's only been retired for a couple of years and she really loves speech language pathology. And she's gonna drive here from um, Orchard Park to give um, a, an evaluation to Finn on, wednesday and i'm just so happy (laughs) i'm just so happy and i'm really hopeful that it's a good match um because it felt like it was meant to be so i'm putting it out there to the universe and to all of you um you know if you're fellow parents i want of course you to know like what our journey has been and you know both of our kids have different needs and stuff and so this is just like another step of that of like parenting is Well, if your kid has a need and then it's still not getting addressed after a certain amount of time, then you have to figure out, like, okay, how do we address this need? Because, you know, we've been trying things at home. That hasn't worked. He's getting older. He hasn't grown out of it. Okay, so now we have to go to the next step. But going the next step sometimes is not easy. And you have to be an advocate. And it is tiring, man. And it's tough. But we found somebody Yay! And I'm really excited, and I'm excited to meet her. And she sounded like the perfect fit for our family and for what we're doing. So.
0: So we we will let you know. We will. <laughs> we
1: will. And i And if I learn anything, um, you know, from her, uh, yeah. I'll I'll share it because I'm excited to learn more about how to teach kids, uh, R's the R sound.
0: R. Yeah, yeah. He can't. He can, he's has a real uh, trouble saying R. Er.
1: Oh, well, actually, you know what she said to me on the phone is what? there's actually like seven or eight different ways to say R. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, yeah, yeah of course there are. But I haven't thought about it because mm-hmm. I'm not a special language person. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah we're, yeah, we're super excited. We're happy about the results of the election. Uh, back in New York City, mm-hmm. AOC won. We all, all these cities around the country uh, erupted. And we're all and watching videos of people banging their pots and screaming out their windows like we were thanking essential workers back in the day. It just feels like so natural and so right.
1: Senator Schumer immediately after called Biden and and held the phone out his window. <laughs> and and I and I don't think, you know, Biden even talked about it in his speech last night. He didn't expect it to be like that. Right. Like but we all needed it, man. We all needed some good news, and
0: um, um, I, I want our, our country to have allies again, and not be friends with dictators, or not have leaders that want to be dictators. You know, it's just it's like the little things. I feel like the the bar the bar was already low for America. Now it's like super low. Well, you know? I I
1: hope I hope that, that this time this period of time will be written about in the history books as accurately as we lived it. That's what I also hope too. That it isn't, it isn't two different versions of this history because that's how it's been reported on, you know, throughout.
0: Well, and the, I will tell you the great thing about about history, uh, looking back, is that most sources in in like uh, like historical sources are wicked biased, for one reason or another. Yeah. Like if a king has uh, a historian right they're only going to say good things about the king right and stuff like that so historians actually kind of weigh the context between like what what one source is saying and what was happening in the country to kind of figure out like read in between the lines Uh, but i'm feeling because there's so much documentation about like this is what this side is saying this is what this side is saying that it's going to be really easy for somebody a hundred years from now to do a book report Uh on this presidency that Thankfully, is terminating uh, in a couple months.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you. Yesterday, I was just listening to NPR and painting uh, the deck. <laughs> I was helping your <laughs> parents paint the deck, and um, <laughs> I, it was I, I couldn't not I couldn't hear it enough. You know, every 15, 20 minutes they had to break in and do like a station identification, and then also say like the the news of the hour. They could tell me a million times. Well, the the president-elect, the next president-elect is uh, Joe Biden with uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate. They could say it again and again and again. And every single time I was like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to debating about progressive policies versus non-progressive policies, because right now we're in regressive policies and... Uh, all the stigma about thinking about progressive thinking or far far left Thinking has been so stigmatized and demonized that I feel like you can't even talk about Things like hey, let's pay less money and get free health care guys Like it seems like a no-brainer, yeah. but it's been thrown under the bus for so long that it just feels like Unless we have a complete blue wave. There's no way it's gonna happen and even then even then, who knows? So I'm looking forward to, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm once again hopeful and excited about the future. I don't need specific things to be thinking about, like like for the past four years. During the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm a Fulbright specialist now, so I got something to look forward to because you have to look forward to mm-hmm. something during hard times, right? Looking forward to traveling, yeah. right? Now I'm just like wow, now the future is so bright and and, and exciting. We could talk about regular we could debate about anything right now. So anyway, we are the Puppet Parent Podcast, Z Chad, we're parents, we're puppeteers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Uh check out the archives over at puppetparentpodcast.com. We are on all kinds of streaming um streaming platforms yes. including spotify and all kinds of mp3 apps and podcast apps so watch out for us there or uh, head over to puppetparentpodcast.com for the rss feed or the mp3 dump if you just want to save that on to your device
1: thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next sunday at 3 p.m eastern all right goodbye Bye.